Good morning and welcome to Recipe for Success. My name is Nancy Giacalone and if this is your first time joining this podcast, the premise behind um, our discussions are that I have a tremendous love of cooking. I love business and I love personal development. And one of the things I've discovered over the years is that there's always one key ingredient or technique that's critical to a person's success. So I'm very pleased to have with me today, Josh Bauman. Did I say that right, Josh? Bauman. Okay, yeah. I got it cl close enough. Close. Maybe, but it's maybe little... didn't get quite the emphasis in there, but with a last name like Jackaloni, I feel like I have a little bit of grace on, on people's yeah. names. Yeah, yes. So one of the reasons that I really wanted to invite Josh on the podcast today is I've been following him on LinkedIn and he has a really cool thing that he's doing specifically targeted towards men and dads about how to be the best versions of themselves and lead their best life. So I really want to kick it off by um, inviting you, Josh, to tell the audience a little bit about yourself and also your day job. <laughs> Uh, by day, I am an accountant, and by night, I am a coach, and uh, they, they coexist nicely. It's been a, a progress over the last 18 months, and uh, for me, it really <clears throat> started with the things I had uh, going on personally, and um, I, I love LinkedIn, and there's so many coaches here that uh, inspire me. And I, I, I never worked with the coach. Um, and I had a few things going on with my life and my job that um, I couldn't really understand certain things about myself. And um, I didn't know how to make some changes or what changes I even need to make. In, in, in terms of that, um, because I was struggling at work. And a lot of times when you struggle at work, the first solution is, oh, just get a different job, <laughs> which to a lot of people, you know, that it, it might make some sense. But <clears throat> just like in life, when we buy things for happiness, it's a short-term happiness and ultimately we still have that that void and then we might you know buy something else but for me i i looked at it as um maybe it isn't the job you know maybe it's, it's myself so through uh that i hired my first life coach um right before COVID hit <clears throat> like if there's any time that you needed it it was probably right uh literally signed up about two weeks before it all shut down so a combination of that and with the slowdown of not being able to go anywhere i was able to do um spend a lot more time with myself and really slow down to see what is going on uh you know what what's my heart saying what's my mind saying what's my body saying as we get into the the hustle of every single day and we just get in this 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 focus and there's so many things coming at us and it's it, it, it's hard to step outside of that to, to really slow down so that's where uh covid for me was helpful because i was home 
enjoying my family more. We were doing things that we have never done before because we were limited on what we could. So we had to be creative at home and it actually deepened all my relationships with my son, my daughter, and my wife. Well, that can be a, a very enlightening situation. I strongly believe in coaches for many different um, purposes, a life coach, a business coach, a sales coach. I mean, if you think about it, many of us, um, when you go to the gym, you hire a trainer because you know what to do, but you're not sure if you're doing it right. And just that extra set of eyes and that little minor correction can make all the difference in the results. So I think that people should be, should embrace personal coaching, business coaching, because there's so much incredible value in it. And to this day, I still consider myself to be as much of a student as anything, because there are so many people out there that know so much more than I do about a million situations. I I would agree. Um, I'm continuing to, to learn, and I feel that's a never-ending process until, well, our last day here on this planet. It is, it is. One of the other things that you said um, really um, resonated with me as well. And you said that you, when you realized you were dissatisfied with your job, you also realized it might not be the job because the job probably hadn't changed from when you started. It might be you. And that was maybe the thing that, that had changed. I feel that um, I, I know that in my personal life as well, is that anytime I'm getting disenchanted with a job, a friend, a situation, whatever it is, I really have to look at myself first and see what's changed in me and decide if that situation is where I still need to be or if maybe I do need to move on. But it's not just as simple as, okay, I'm gonna go find a new job because the issue that brought it up is still there. Yeah, yeah, and it, that's exactly it because buying something to, to fill that void, well, it's 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 not gonna fill it and it's, it's not running away from problems or the situation. It's it's about that's when you're supposed to attack it and you know really be all in and figure it out, understand, you know, like what's the root cause, what's the root problem here, and not just fix the the symptom of, you know, short term of potentially getting another job because, you know, that's they're gonna have probably the same problems that you just had. So um, my perspective, you know, we had just gone through a new uh, ERP implementation. That's and always fun. <laughs> that was a lot of fun and, and we're a smaller company. So I handled uh, all of the financial aspects plus do all my regular work. So a lot of hours were put in, um, a lot of learning along the way and sacrifices. And like you said, you know, that the job really didn't change that much. But in my mind and perspective, it did. And there were a lot of mornings where the last thing I want to do was get up, you know, stay, stay up as late as possible and sleep in as late as I could rush, get to work. And then all of a sudden you're there. And uh, I just knew something had to change. But um, I thought it was more internally than anything externally. Well, that's pretty, that's a, a lot of self-awareness right there. I'll tell you that to, to be able to recognize that. Okay. So you realized something needed to change. You did some work with a coach, but then how did that translate into you deciding you wanted to share that with 
other people, and in particular men, and even more specifically dads. I mean, I yeah. it's a very you know targeted approach, which I like. But how did you make that decision? Yeah. Uh, first, I wanted. I never hired a coach before, so I wanted to see how the process was, and if it didn't go successful, I probably wouldn't be talking to you today. Um, it was a great experience for me just from the start. And, you know, really one of my main concerns was, okay, it's going to work when we're in the process and when I'm working with someone, but what about when it's over? Am I just going to go back to the same person I was? And it came again down to a trust issue with myself. I just spent some money investing in myself and am I just going to lapse and end up another six months later where I was a year ago or 18 months ago. And yeah, it, it really gets down to your foundation. What do you want out of life? And through my experience, um, I saw my change, my transformation. I believed in the process and it's been a blast ever, ever since. Um, truly every week that goes by, I feel like I'm living uh, my best week of my life. Um, you know, it's not exactly 100% perfect every single day, but it's just the growth of uh, where I was to where I am. Well, I, I really appreciate that. And, and quite frankly, I mean, I know you know it, but the world needs plenty of good strong male role models. And by that, I don't mean somebody who can run a great business. I mean, somebody that can be a great human being, a great spouse, a great father. And if you're able to help others achieve that, I mean, that is extremely commendable. So I, I know you mentioned that, that turning point and you, you said you kind of wrote an email to yourself. At least that's how I took it when I read your, when so I read I, I emailed the coach that I followed okay. for uh, about three years ago, we connected. And honestly, it, it, I felt like I was finally at that breaking point where something had to change. So I had emailed him. It was about 1130 on a Sunday evening. I have his phone number. I could have called. I could have texted, but that would have kept me up even later <laughs> as I'm tossing, you know, back and forth and really just struggling with Monday, tomorrow and not being excited for it. Um, so that email had just started uh, me signing up with him and uh, just getting this whole movement, this whole process that I started. So it's just as simple as one email can really change your life. Well, I think something as simple as saying, I need help, <laughs> because that's essentially what that email was yep. and change your life. Because if you don't tell people you need help, they might not notice. Mm -hmm. um, okay, so let's take that a step further. So why do you think that men in particular have such a hard time acknowledging, A, that they need help, and then B, asking for help? Uh, well, being vulnerable feels uncomfortable. Um, your ego and pride gets in the way quite a, quite a bit. And um, for me, I just thought that sometime in the future would be better. But if you're not 
as good as you can be in the present, you're not going to be any better in, in the future uh, l- looking forward. So um, a, l- a lot of things in there. Um, as, as the leader of your family, there's a lot of pressure to potentially have all the answers, but as human beings, we don't have all the answers and solutions. And um, for me, being quiet and shy, um, I've been with my wife for over 20 years, the combination of you know uh, dating and and uh, when we got married. So even after 20 years, there were certain things that I um, didn't express to her. I didn't know how to do that or how to feel a certain way. And it's, it's been a blessing because I've gone almost four years on this planet, you know, and not, not understanding everything about me and being able to uh, express some of my deepest feelings. Well, I think that, um, anybody that says they're express all their feelings all the time that they communicate perfectly, blah, 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 blah. They're just lying. Um, and not, not necessarily intentionally, but the, the fact of the matter is what you're talking about is hard, Josh, it's hard to do. And, and that you're doing it and you're encouraging other men to do it as a process of not only helping you, helping them, but holding you accountable to yourself as well, I think is, is really a mm-hmm. wonderful, a wonderful gift. Um, so, okay. One of my favorite, of course, I always stalk everybody just in case you were wondering. <laughs> and my guess, I, I do as much research as I can on, on people. And one of your lines in your LinkedIn profile says, courageous conversation start yeah. here, which I love, but yes. what do you mean by that specifically? Okay. Uh, I'm going to drop a bomb here and dive about as deep as you can go in a relationship as a dad with kids. Sometimes it's not always pretty. Sometimes my wife feels like a roommate and it's about having these courageous conversations and not, you know, talking to her that, Hey, Hey roommate, uh, there's a problem here, you know, throwing up, throwing up the white flag. And, uh, some of my needs aren't being met. Um, I understand, you know, what's going on, but it's about letting that other person know. And yeah, this can be a conflict of, Hey, I'm, I need your tender, loving care to, to put it nicely. And, and, uh, I, I don't want this roommate feeling of, huh, I should just sleep on the couch tonight. Yeah. But well, if you don't, oh, sorry. So, so if you, if you don't tell your, your partner or spouse, that's on you. And I did that so many nights of being frustrated and, you know, losing sleep, but she didn't even have a clue. So that's my fault. A hundred, a hundred percent. I mean, it can be something as simple and I know tons of women including myself, have been guilty of this, where we're annoyed because our husband doesn't do something that we think they should know we want them to do. But they have no idea, (laughs) A, that we wanted it, B, that it bothered us, and C, that we're building up a whole case in our minds against them because of this thing. So it's on both sides. And if you don't tell somebody what you need and what you want, not saying you're going to get it 100% of the time, but you can't even work on it. Nope. 
So. Yeah, the, uh, she didn't know what she doesn't know. And if I don't tell her, and that was the part of me being um, quiet and shy. One of the things is you know, I, I honestly don't like dealing with a whole lot of conflict, like most people probably, and talking about things that you're uncomfortable talking about. And even after this many years to finally bring it to the surface is, has been a challenge of, you know, well, why didn't you bring it up a long time ago? And that's, that's what um, it's all about of continuing to, to, to not only grow personally for yourself, but grow your relationship even after 20 years. And through coaching um, my wife, we don't talk about work a lot. She doesn't talk about hers. I don't talk about, talk about mine. And she's not really passionate about coaching like I am. So um, we don't talk about it a whole lot. But the one thing, um, especially over the last 18 months, our relationship has grown more in the last 18 months than I would probably say the first 18 years. And it's about <clears throat> me giving more into the relationship. That's, that's awesome. So I'll tell you a funny story. So um, I've been married 35 years, so I can relate to long-term relationships, but we were, I don't know, probably 10 years into our marriage because our son was around three or so. And through um, my husband's work, they sent him to, we'll call it a self-improvement program, but it was for, you know, his, his work as well. And he came back and he was just all fired up on it. And he's like, you need to do this. And I'm like, nothing wrong with me. I don't, need to do, I don't need to do it at all. Well, finally, he wore me down. I'm like, all right, I'm going to go. And I remember walking into this room full of people because this was, again, 20 years ago, these things were alive. And I stood there with my arms crossed and I looked at, I'm like, hmm, glad I'm not one of you guys that needs all this help. I mean, no, that was what was going through my head. I mean, I'm just brutally honest. Um, of course, my attitude changed fairly quickly. It was one of the best things I ever did. Um, I continued on through the program. And to this day, I use those tools. I'm reminded, especially when I get when I get a little twisted up in my head, I'm like, okay, let's go back to some fundamentals and some foundations. But, but the point is that I, as a spouse, A, I saw the changes in my husband and I was pissed. You know, I was mad because he hadn't done it for me when I'd asked him to do it. But now all of a sudden somebody else got him to make those changes. And, but that wasn't it. He was able to hear it objectively. So like you do with your coaching, he was able to hear it objectively and then process what I had been saying to him through that lens and come back in with a better attitude. But all I heard, all I could see on my side was, huh. I wasn't important enough for you to do it for me in the first place. So even with coaching, it can be tricky with two people involved in a relationship to understand that you're not changing because of the coaching. You just might be more aware because of the coaching of the needs that are, that are inside of a relationship. Yeah. And it's, yeah, that's the starting point of just being aware. Uh, I'll just throw in there. My, my wife, would not <laughs> like it when I would not make the bed right? because in, in my mind, well, we're just going to get back in it tonight and you know what made me make it every day. But uh, that was one of her pet peeves and it was just starting off with just a few simple things. 
of being, you know, aware of um, what she likes, you know, so mm -hmm. make, make the bed how she makes it. And that, you know, that, that, that one little simple thing makes her a little more happy. Yeah. And it's a <laughs> low cost, low pain point concession to mm -hmm. improve your overall relationship. So I really like that. Okay. So um, I've got a couple of things um, before we get into our questions, but uh, one of the reasons I wanted to have you on as a guest is I really believe in what you're doing. I think this is an important mission and I love seeing men step up and say, I need to be a better man um, for my, for my community, for my spouse, for my children, etc. cetera. Um, are, are you, do you happen to be connected with uh, Ryan Miller? I don't think so. I'm, I'm going to connect you with him. You need to connect with him. He has a, he, he's amazing. He has a, a, a similar message into some, in addition to some other things he does. And then another um, person that I particularly like um, is Ryan Eaker. He's a fitness coach, um, but he also speaks to everything through his fitness. His fitness programs are to allow you to be the best version of yourself as a man and a dad. Um, so two, two Ryans I'm going to connect you with. I think that um, you would find tremendous value in, in both of them. Um, so I'm going to do that. Okay. So one of the common themes among um, my guests recently is what am I talking about? Sorry. This happens, uh, to, me too. This happens to me too. Sorry. <laughs> mental health. Exactly right. So this has been a common theme among a number of my guests recently is, is mental health um, as a result of COVID, as a result of the political environment, all the things that have played into making it kind of a a difficult world to navigate for the last couple of years. Um, I'd love to hear your thoughts on how mental health plays into the ability to be the best possible dad and or partner. Yeah, uh, well, starts one day at a time and it's just, <clears throat> we have so many conversations going on in our head uh, every, every hour of every day and um, with me, a lot of the times, first of all, I was my worst critic. I was kind to everyone else and I was least kind to myself. So um, really getting the, the framework to unconditionally love yourself before you can really love anything else. And uh, I, I, I would always uh, be hardest on myself. So um, I didn't know how to be my biggest cheerleader. And if I have all these internal battles going on in my mind, I'm definitely not in the frame of mind to be the best that I can be for myself or for my sure. family. And um, it's a simple question that you can ask yourself every day is, um, what am I telling myself today that's a lie? Um, I like that. <laughs> along fear, confidence, courage. Um, but every day we hold ourselves back for whatever reason. And it's just not the truth. I mean, it, it, it becomes the truth because that, that becomes our reality and our perspective. But just, just like you, Nancy, when you went to that training 20 years ago, you know, it, it helped you like, see differently with your same eyes. It's not like you got new glasses or you, you can get new, a new set of eyes, but for some reason, all of a sudden you're like, whoa, 
I'm seeing things that I've never seen before about myself that uh, it's just mind boggling about when you become aware of, of uh, certain things that you might do in your daily life. But one question, yes, you know, like, what lie am I telling myself today? I can't do this. I can't do that. Uh, the weather's not good enough to, you know, do this or I'm tired. I'm not going to go to the gym. I'll go tomorrow. You know, it's just about those com those conversations and then just asking, you know, what what's possible? What if? And really, um, am I living my best life? Yep, 100%. I love it. Okay, so we made it to the part of my podcast that I subject every guest to, and that's my five burning questions. Most of them are the same every time, but I always mix them up a little bit. But this one never changes. So what is your absolute favorite food in the world and can you cook it? Uh, yes, I can cook it. And it's it's a combination of lobster and baked tenderloin. Oh my God, I'm coming Surf over. and turf. Surf and <laughs> turf. Yummy. That sounds amazing. Okay. So what is the one character trait that you admire most in other people and why? Uh, I would have to say love because it's 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 a hard thing to to show um to to act but when you're doing something out of love you know there there's no intention there's there's no catch to it and it's just about doing it because it's the right you know it's not only the right thing to do but you know in your heart you you believe it and you don't even think about it it'd be like you running in front of a car to get a kid out of the way. You know, you're putting your body on the line to save uh, another human being. And if you don't love them, I don't think you're going to, you're going to, well. Make a different choice. Make a different choice. Stop exactly. and think about it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. So now let's uh, flip the mirror on you. Yeah. And what's the one character trait that you're most proud of? I mean, yourself and why? Uh, right now, um, it's, I can finally s accept where I am in life. Um, most of my life, I always thought about the future and, uh, by age 25, I need to do this by age 30, you know, all these, all these goals and bars that I need to reach. But, um, you know, I lost, um, so much time and wasn't really, uh, enjoying the present moment. Um, so for me, to be able to uh, just say, I, I am where I'm supposed to be. I love that. It's true. Okay. So if you could wave a magic wand and you could get all men to do one thing to be a better dad, what would it be? Don't settle in your life. Things don't have, you know, things don't have to be, well, this is just the way they are. You know, that that's a lie you're telling yourself right there. Just don't settle. Um, be the best person you can be. Be the best dad you can be. Be the best husband. Um, and, you know, life is what you make it. Okay. All right. So what is your secret talent or something people would be surprised to learn about you? Uh, I love working with wood. Okay. Like what kind I need a little more detail. So, uh, we look over there. Oh, yeah. I, I got a small bar behind there, and 
I I made all that with the sheet and then I cut, you know, pieces out of there and it's a sliding door and sitting on a bar stool. Um, so I, I just love working with wood and I created a, a pallet wood bar behind me here. Um, and pretty much all the wood was for free, but but the, the exciting point is from start to finish, but really uh, when you stain it. Because yeah. that's when all the grains and all the character comes out of the wood and just going from something ugly to something beautiful. That's, uh, you know, it's a great analogy because it's kind of like cooking too. You've got all these ingredients, but when you finally plate it, it's just like, oh, oh it just sings. Yep. All right. So last question for you today. So who's the one person that you have connected with on LinkedIn that you would most like to meet in real life? Or if alternatively, you can choose like a podcast host or something. Yeah. Uh, I follow him. We are not connected. It'd be Grant Cardone, for sure. I've I've been uh, with Cardone University since November of last year. So, I mean, honestly, I say he's one of my coaches because I listen to him about every single day through right. the zillion hours of uh, video he has. Great. Awesome. All right, Josh. Well, that brings us to the end of our time today. Are there any parting words you'd like to leave our audience with? And how can they get in touch with you if they're interested in your coaching program? Uh, ending words. Amazing begins and ends with you. That's simple there. And um, mainly um, through, through LinkedIn, um, I should have put my full name there rather than just Josh. But, um, you know, connect with me through LinkedIn um with working full-time and coaching part-time um i'm not on all platforms but linkedin is my 99 percent uh platform that i use so just connect with me here reach out um talk anything in life or coaching any questions you might have um because all i have is time well, um, that is fantastic. So if for any room to reach Josh and you're unable to connect with him directly, please feel free to reach out to me and I will um, I will make that connection for you. Josh, thank you again so much for your time today. And thank you everyone who joined us live.